Welcome to Global Answers. Please join us as we discuss the relevance of God's eternal word relating to events in this day and what it means to you. And now, your host, Lonnie Jenkins. Hello, friends. Welcome again to another session. We're just delighted to be with you. This is session number two with Brother Anwar Javad from Lahore, Pakistan. And we're discussing his movement from a Christian family into studying Islam for many years and then back to comparing Islam and the Bible and how that he was easily misled by watching Christians' actions rather than watching the Bible. And of course, that's a disgrace to Christianity to say such a thing, but nevertheless, it's true. Within the framework of Christianity, there is all kinds of things growing, and it's not all biblical, but people, many are just religious. And that's not true of just Christianity, it's true. I'm sure that the uh, followers of Islam would say the same thing. They know that there are those who are, let's say, true followers, as they might call them, and then those who are hypocrites. And then they, the Hindus would find the same thing, Buddhists would find the same thing. It's true because there's humans in everyone, and humans have their fallacies. So we're going to continue our discussion. This is the testimony from Brother Anwar. He is sitting here to my left, your right, and uh, from Lahore, Pakistan. He's a pastor of a church there, and he'll give you a little bit more of his background and then begin to share with you his testimony of searching for truth. Brother Anwar, welcome again to another session of Global Answers. We're glad to have you with us. Thank you, Brother Lani, uh -huh. and uh, hello, viewers. It's really a, a great opportunity uh, to sit in this session again mm -hmm. with you. Uh, I want to start my uh, personal testimony uh, with the beginning when I was, uh, I was a Muslim guy. Uh, you know, uh, although I was uh, born in a Christian family and uh, my family church was United Presbyterian Church, mm -hmm. UP Church, and uh, although they do believe uh, certain things, uh, about the Bibles, and uh, but they are not acting upon the Bible. This was the point uh, who brought me uh, into my mind that Christian is Christianity is not a true religion. Let me interject here, audience. I want to tell you something based based on what we know from a unveiled message here in the last days that. God has done a progression, progression, progression of, of uh, unveiling the Word of God. And the Presbyterian Church that you mentioned, Brother Anwar, they came forth with a glorious uh, new declaration, having some understanding of predestination. And it was a tremendous truth. It's in the Bible. There are a predestinated people. They didn't have full understanding on it because the Scripture says certain things were sealed to be revealed at the time of the end. For example, now we could under, can understand the basis of predestination. To them it was a mystery, but nevertheless, they knew some were predestinated. But when the Word of God moves on in its unveiling and then tries to add more truth to an existing truth, 
and the people failed to move with it, it would be just like Israel refusing to follow the pillar of fire or the, uh, by night or the cloud by day when going from Egypt to the promised land. If they didn't move with the moving of God, they were left out. And that's exactly what's happened within the moving of the Word of God and the restoration of the Word of God in Christianity and that God allowed it to go down and allowed it to be restored. And then now Christianity is growing it's compared to a wheat plant. And we know that when we put the seed in the ground and it starts growing, it isn't an instant harvest. It has to go through stages. And so all the way from the time of uh, the Dark Ages on up to this time, the church has been going through stages. And then at a certain level, people find a certain truth and then another truth. Presbyterians formed at the age where they, the revealing truth of that age, although the other truths were there, not all, but some, they caught the, they caught the truth of predestination. But then, then the, our problem in Christianity has been that if people organize around that truth, form a denomination, and then when God moves again with more light, the system can't move with it. The people may want to, but the system is already locked in. This is what we believe, period. And uh, that's the error. And so that's why he couldn't, uh, Anwar couldn't see the life in his people, in his parents, because the light had already moved. The basic truth was still a truth, but the life of it was moving on as God moved in his word. And we'll find that almost all the denominations have glorious testimonies of the power and supernatural of God that they had in former days. But where is it today? It's because the light has moved on and they fail to move with it. First John 1 John 1.7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have certain benefits. And we miss those benefits when we fail to move with the light. So that's why he couldn't see what he wanted to see in his parents. Let's continue on. So, uh, as I was telling that uh, I saw that they are nominal Christians and they don't <coughs> act upon uh, some good Christianity. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I turned to Islam and uh, uh, a certain part of my life I spent in reading and researching and acting upon the Islamic uh, culture. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I was 17 years, old and uh, that time uh, after the research, researching Bible and the other religions too like Islam and I uh, spent few days, I mean it was about uh, two or three months I spent in Hindu Hinduism to searching them. Oh my. Yes, I went visited their uh, mandas, their worship mm, places yeah. and I uh, spent some time uh, in sitting with them that how they worship, how they do that and uh, I also uh, visited their uh, uh, certain places in Karachi. They have very good places over there like uh, they have a very good uh, underground that is the Mandar. It's uh, in the Clifton and the other is in Manoda. So both I visited and uh, the other one was the city area. I visited that too. So, I just wanted to know that where is the truth mm -hmm. and uh, I was searching and searching here and there moving around but uh, in, on, in 17th year uh, I got that yes Christianity is the religion and Christianity is the word of God that is the true and uh, it is the life to the eternity. So, uh, 
in those days, uh, when I was 17th years old, I started my fellowship with a uh, few brethren and they were uh, Philadelphia Pentecostal brethren. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, Philadelphia Pentecostal is the part of Assembly of God. Most of the people, maybe you don't know about the Philadelphia Pentecostal, but let me uh, tell you that this is a part of the Assembly of God. They are the Trinitarian Pentecostal. Yes, they do believe the uh, tongues, they do believe the uh, Holy Christ and His in His blood and His in salvation uh, and a few certain things like they do believe in baptism, baptism, water baptism, but they are uh, misunderstanding the water baptism that is uh, mentioned uh, and written in the word of God in uh, Matthew uh, 28, uh, 19 and they are missing the part of uh, uh, that it, it is written in the Acts uh, 2, so uh, 238. So, this is the reason that uh, I spent uh, the time uh, in that uh, uh, denomination that was a good uh, golden time for me, but what I read there, they were also, they were always they tell, don't go to the oneness people, they are wrong, they are believing something cult and uh, uh, don't sit with them, don't uh, uh, shake hand with them. Mm, so, uh, this was the reason that uh, I, it was, uh, uh, you know, uh, as I told that is, it was beginning of my life in Christianity because before this, I was 50% uh, Muslim, 50% Christian <laughs> and uh, certain part of my life, I started uh, 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 studying Hindus as well. So, uh, I started Christianity uh, in uh, Philadelphia Pentecostal, but in Philadelphia Pentecostal, when I saw this kind of things, that they believe uh, not one God, but they believe three Gods. So, uh, I started raising question that uh, uh, it is the same thing which I uh, uh, learned and I read in the Islam that Christ Christian believe three Gods, but why you believe three Gods? And uh, Brother Lani, they tried at their level best that uh, they can prove that uh, uh, we believe one God, but uh, uh, they were always, they say that they are believing one God, but uh, when they start starting proving it, mm -hmm. they always prove three Gods. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, this was the reason I was very much disappointed uh, with them, that brethren, but God has good plan for me and God took me to Karachi. Mm. That's hey, hold on one moment. I want to explain to our audience one, one more time. In, in the progression of the revealing of truth, of course, if you just go back, even in your history books, the Encyclopedia of Britannica, any, any book will tell you that the uh, Trinitarian doctrine was initially developed by a, a, a Catholic priest named Tertullian. And when he developed the Trinity doctrine, then little by little it became uh, the standard for the Roman Church. And not only the standard for the Roman Church, but it was literally forced upon others that if you didn't believe in this trinity of persons that you were a heretic and could be burned at the stake. And so it was forced on the people. And then as Martin Luther came out of the Dark Ages to form the Protestant movement, he brought that doctrine with him. And then, and then it came on into the Wesleyan Methodist movement. It came on also. But the parables in the book of Matthew uh, talk about a sower went forth sowing, and that, of course, sower was the Apostle Paul. And again, we can take these seven parables and lay them down over the church ages and follow the sequence of events. And, then, and it, it says at one place in there 
that the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a woman that took leaven and put it into the loaf in three measures. And we find that those three measures was the Trinity doctrine, which was carried on then all through each of the church ages on up until the last. And then at the end of the Philadelphia church age, which is the age just before our age, this is the Laodicean age. And the former, former age, the Philadelphia church age, which ended in 1906, basically, right at the end in chapter 3, excuse me, chapter 2, verse 8, it says, and God is commending the church that you have not denied my name. And in some of the ages previous, they says, you have denied my name. Why? Because they replaced the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with the titles of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And it was in the late 1800s during the Philadelphian area, which was which was the Methodist, still the Methodist sanctification movement and the uh, offshoots that, that came from that, that the baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38, began to come back into movement. It wasn't full, uh, just a beginning movement until the Pentecostal move, which started in 1906. And all this is based on Bible. Remember, we've told you these things were sealed till the time of the end. And so that, that's why this... Uh, Philadelphia, they, though they took the name Philadelphia, they were still taking the former doctrine. Then the United Pentecostal people, they, they, they came out after their formation was after the Azusa uh, Street outpouring in 1906, where, they, where God was uh, restoring, revealing his oneness. And, but of course, all the previous ages had been established around Trinity. And so being established around Trinity, uh, they would fight this new truth because nobody wants to think they're wrong. And so therefore, the United Pentecostal people were considered just an absolute cult. And though they saw the oneness of God, they didn't quite get it right, but it wasn't their fault. It wasn't time. The mysteries had not been opened yet when they first formed. So for the age that they were in, they did a good job of declaring one, one God. Now, back to the other it was uh, my uh, those days when I uh, visited Karachi and I went over there and uh, I had uh, started my fellowship with the brethren uh, and I could not understand that uh, from which denomination they are because they didn't mention that they are from such such, such denomination and uh, I started having fellowship with them and uh, visiting with them everywhere in the Karachi and uh, had uh, uh, good Bible study and uh, good points of it. Uh, and uh, uh, I tell you, they were very wise, very clever, very wise. And uh, I could not uh, uh, understand that they are from which denomination, but the day when they started uh, telling about the oneness of God, and uh, even I could not understand them then. Then when I, uh, uh, the other day when I uh, just opened my Bible and I uh, compared the uh, uh, oneness and trinity uh, which I have already uh, read and already brethren has uh, uh, forbidden me to sit with the oneness brethren, I was really astonished that, uh, oh, they are the same brethren. If they are the oneness of God or they are the brothers who, has, who believe the oneness of God, then I will be standing mm -hmm. with them. This is the right thing, mm -hmm. what I have to believe. But I am not going to act upon their, uh, uh, their uh, advices, but I will act upon the Bible. What Bible says, what Bible says, what the uh, 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 
Bible truth says, I will act upon that. And I started uh, reading and studying and having fellowship with those brethren those days. They, the, uh, the brethren were from the United Pentecostal Church. Mm -hmm. right. And uh, uh, I started reading Bible and it was really good, good time uh, of me that uh, I was in some uh, other era. It was the some next thing which God uh, was telling me about the Christianity mm -hmm. that yes, really there is only one God. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, I got a chance and they sent me in the Bible school that, is, uh, that was in Lahore. So I shifted from Karachi to Lahore now. Mm -hmm. And uh, for three years, I studied my Bible school uh, course and uh, I completed my graduation. And uh, uh, in my graduation, uh, I was the only student uh, in the United Pentecostal history who got the most highest points. And uh, I won the certificates and appreciation letters uh, uh, that I am the one uh, student who uh, made the history in the United Pentecostal Church. And after that, I uh, spending my time with the United Pentecostal Church head office, which, uh, that was first in was Karachi, but now it is uh, in Lahore. And uh, they have their Bible school over there. They have their missions. Uh, um, office over there, mission director is over there and uh, 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 mission superintendent is over there, all fellowship they have over there. So, I was sitting with those person who were the key person of the United Pentecostal Church. So, there were my teacher, were some few uh, overseas missionaries. So, when I spent time with them, it was really good, but what they believe the oneness of God they believe uh, the baptism in the name of Lord Jesus Christ and they believe the uh, tongues, they believe the translations, they believe the uh, uh, gifts of the uh, uh, Holy Ghost and these were really good things for me and uh, new, some of these were new for me. And uh, uh, But uh, the other day when I got a message, uh, that was uh, one of my friend, he gave me the book and when I started reading it, it really, really, uh, it was a wonderful book for me. I really love uh, learning and reading the books and studying the Bible and studying and researching the things. And this book really uh, just, uh, it, it wonder me that what is the true Christianity? Although I was uh, with the brethren who were the best uh, of their age, but uh, I, when I uh, read the name of the author and it was written uh, the spoken by Reverend William Maron Brehnum and uh, I uh, know this name was not good uh, reputed in the United Pentecostal Brethren. Mm. They don't, uh, they don't uh, like this name uh, but I started uh, reading the books that let's see what is in the books, what is in the book and that book was really, really uh, a changing mind of me that uh, I knew that what is the pure Christianity. In that book, I uh, read that uh, few uh, people, they believe the Christianity, they do certain things what Pentecostal do, but they don't keep the uh, holiness standard. And th what they are doing, they are doing the spiritual adultery. And this was the point what started uh, pinning in my mind, pinching in my mind that what, where you stand now. Because my teachers, 
uh, and me uh, uh, and other uh, the students uh, school students bible school students and the other uh, of my pastors fellows all of us we uh, we were good preacher uh, i i was trying my best to uh, preach good i uh, uh, gave some studies in the bible school as well i was moving here and there to preach the gospel and side by side i was going uh, i was uh, uh, listening the worldly music side by side i was move, uh, watching the movies side by side i was doing the certain things which the worldly people they uh, their women they uh, cut their hairs and uh, they make up and they uh, uh, put up uh, put on the uh, dress whatever they like and uh, this thing i read in that book that this is not the godly uh, behavior and mm. this is basically the spiritual adultery mm. and mm. i was astonished to read it let me uh, read to the people here just one moment. The Apostle Paul says in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Would to God you could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Now we haven't gone into this in detail with you, the viewing audience, in many, many months. So most of you won't know what I'm referring to. But when Eve went to Adam, she was not a chaste virgin. And you see, Paul's going to make a comparison to that. He says, I want to present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So as we move into the New Testament now, it becomes a spiritual thing. It's not, a, it's not the physical womb anymore. It's a spiritual womb, which is your mind. What seeds are you going to allow to be planted in your mind? And then so here he says, So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that comes preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached. So another Jesus. What if... What if the Jesus of the Bible calls for a separated life like Abraham had? What if the Jesus of the Bible, as Corinthians says, that a woman's uncut hair is her glory? What if the Jesus of the Bible tells us to separate ourselves from worldly things and entertaining our eyes with worldly things? What if the Jesus of the Bible says that and then someone comes and preaches to you, Jesus, who says, oh, that's okay. All those other things are just legalism. No, our Jesus said those things, and they are in the Bible. So therefore, what Paul says about that, says if he comes preaching another Jesus whom we have not preached, and, or if you receive another spirit, other than the Holy Spirit, which you have not received, or another gospel which you have not yet accepted, you might bear well. What's he comparing it to? Eve's adultery. So therefore, if we entertain other spirits, worldly spirits, false gospel spirits, uh, just any kind of wrong thing, receiving it into the spiritual womb of our mind and accepting it, we're committing spiritual adultery against our husband, Jesus Christ. We're to, be, we're to entertain one spirit, and that's the Holy Spirit. And when we entertain other spirits, it's spiritual adultery. You may continue on, Brother Almay. So, uh, Brother Lani, uh this was the point which turned me 
and uh, when I then I got a chance and I asked that brother if I can get some more messages of brother Brenham and mm -hmm. if I can get some more books of brother Brenham he said oh why not you most welcome and then we went so, to some other brother brother he is uh, a translator Urdu translator and we get uh, I get many books uh, from him and then I went to my home and I started reading and I could not stop myself till I finished those books Amen. And uh, the revelation which I got from those books, it was not only the revelation, but it was something beyond uh, everything which I still read in my rest of life uh, in the Bible school. And uh, I have uh, uh, learned some more uh, uh, Bible courses from the Australia, uh, from uh, Canada, from, uh, from America. So it was not mentioned anywhere and God revealed only on his the prophet and uh, uh, I was really uh, very much happy that how God is taking me to the purity and uh, because this is the uh, age of the bride and God wants his bride to become a, uh, an, an, a purify and uh, purify with the blood of Jesus Christ and his acts must be as his uh, bridegroom has. Because if uh, the bride is not according to the bridegroom standard, then definitely she is uh, unable and bridegroom definitely will not come and take her as a bride. So, uh, it was the point, this was the point and I left my denomination, I left all kind of other works, I left uh, the worldly behavior and God really took me to the bride era and now by the grace of God, praise the Lord, I am one of the pastor of the message and I am working throughout the Pakistan and God is using me and my family is purified, my life is purified and I have experienced that this is not only the word but this is word that God spoken to us. This is a spoken word of God. Go ahead, Brother Lani. I had a similar experience to you. When I came to the message, I was so enthralled with what I was hearing on these messages and tapes. I set myself aside for five months, went up in the mountains and just listened to tapes. What did God have to say through this prophet? And when I came out of that experience, it was a transformed life and it's done by the word of God. God bless you, saints, you can have the same experience. For information on our missionary work around the world, request the latest issue of our newsletter, Global Missions. Send your request to Global Answers, 1695 Stewart Road, Lima, Ohio, 45801 in the USA. Or visit us on the web at globalanswers.us. Please send us a note telling us what you think of the program and any topics you'd like to see covered. Thank you for joining us. May our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.